live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. I'm fine. Hello and welcome back to the Death and Betrayal podcast, a Horse Heresy podcast and hobby blog. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Alex, and uh, with me tonight again is Craig. Go ahead and say how's, hi, Craig. How's it going, guys? Good. Ah. good, good, good. How are you? I'm not bad. I can't complain. Yeah, if you did, who would listen, right? Yeah, well, yeah, you'd be forced to listen at this point in time. <laughs> yeah, you're stuck would, on yeah. the you're stuck on this with me right now, so you would be forced. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's that's definitely true. Uh, <laughs> so, how are you? You're good. Right on. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm okay. Work's work's been busy. Uh, still getting some hobby and done, but uh, mm-hmm. we'll cover that in a minute. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, work's been just slamming actually. Has um, it? Yeah, I've been doing, I've been working on, uh, well, I've been right now managing bids for like development, for app development uh, for the company mm-hmm. and just working on like a lot of new training modules and stuff like that. Uh, okay. So, I mean, it's nice that I'm not doing salesy stuff right now, but um, we're also getting prepped for like return to office, which for me is return to field. Um, oh, okay. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of clinics and stuff um, are starting to open back up. So I'll be heading out, but um I saw today that our, our new cases are finally below our number of recovered cases a day again. So even though we did get a bit of a spike there, yeah, um, I think people in our area are actually starting to take it more seriously now this time. Cause I, I, I had to go to the grocery store um, earlier today and mm-hmm. uh, actually there was way more people in masks than I've seen previously, which is good, mm. which is a good thing uh, with such a, a virulent virus. Yeah. I mean, we uh, had a safety meeting at work, uh, this week and we have plants all over the world and the, our plant in Phoenix has been shut down because they had over a hundred cases at the plant. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know that, um, I know that, uh, sorry, my computer, I guess I cleared enough stuff, enough space out, uh, <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> um, I cleared enough room out that my computer was finally able to update. And it was just like, do you want to restart? No, I don't. No. Uh, <laughs> Not right now. We're in the middle yeah, of something. You, you can restart tomorrow. Um, yeah, sorry. Uh, I know that uh, we had like four restaurants closed around here too because several servers mm-hmm. actually tested positive. Yeah, I heard our phase two might be shutting down, but I don't know. It's all. It should, but I wouldn't expect it to. Oh, let's see. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's enough, enough downtrodden talk. Um, yeah, I, I mean it'll be it'll be nice to actually get out a little more regularly and just waiting on PPE to arrive and then mm-hmm. we get to go. Um, so yeah, uh, other than that, uh, why don't we go through the uh, the agenda for tonight? Um, so okay. I mean to, to to start, we're gonna we're gonna do the intro, which we've already kind of done. Uh, what we've been working on, uh, we do have to uh, recap our contest because mm-hmm. we did, we did, we, we blew way past 200 followers. So thanks everybody for that. For, oh yeah, for we that did. We, support. we crushed it. Yeah, think, yeah, think, I'm pretty happy about it. I think we're almost at 270. Yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty close. Um, <laughs> and then unfortunately, my my postings kind of slowed down because Mark's been so busy. Oh. Um, but it is what it is, and uh, yeah. So we'll uh, we'll go through some of the suggestions for future episodes uh, that you guys mm-hmm. propped up, and then uh, and then we'll do the draw. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a, a listener list to workshop. 
a little bit of uh, Dark Angels action because they're coming up here right away. Yeah, they are. I'm super stoked. Yeah, I know you're pumped, but I don't know that you'll be pumped about what this guy wants to do. Um, <laughs> and then uh, you know we're going to continue on that uh, hashtag return to Istvan train, mm-hmm. and we're going to do a little bit of uh, I don't want to say an analysis of of the black book. I did the analysis. Uh, I'm not going to run that through. I'm not going to you know punish you guys with that. Uh, <laughs> There's there's a lot of podcasts that that recap the lore and recap the novels I think um, mm. quite well so we're we're gonna play to our strengths and uh, and we're gonna talk about how to, how you can kind of make some sample lists um, not just for Return to Istvan but uh, how to how to grow your Sons of Horus um, mm. how to do some unique stuff and maybe some alternate right of wars and themes that you could uh, you could dive into yeah. Uh, yeah and then and then we'll probably swing around into the um, wrap up after that. Yeah. Any anything I missed on there that you want to talk about today? No. No, I mean, uh, pretty. No, I, I think that's everything I want. We want to talk about. So. Okay. Well, why don't you tell me a little bit about what you've been working on? Oh. Uh So I've been working on my world leaders. Uh, I've got a ten man tactical squad. Uh, sorry, spoiler squad with chain axes. They're at about uh, 80% done. I got to do their bases, got to do some detail work, got to do their their weapons and then weather them and then they'll be good to go. But the base white, shading, shoulder pads are all done. Uh, I worked on, I got some work done on my Contemptor. Yeah, I saw saw you posted the Dead Ultramarine. I did post the three that I gave you there. (laughs) Yes, he worked out perfectly. Um, I love it. It's a bit of a darker blue, but it was actually I used scale seventy fives, Tesla blue. It was one of the first times I'd ever used uh, scale seventy five paints, and wow, wow, they're great. They're thick. They're they're really a little, a little bit on the thicker side. Uh, I think it's a gel medium that they're using in there, or just a high yeah. pigment. It's it's uh, a little bit of both. Um, I find so I use scale 75 all the time like they're, mm-hmm. they're probably my my favorite paints um, up there with Vallejo mm-hmm. um, it, actually if you if you look at my Salax that I've done um, mm-hmm. the red is all scale 75 paints mm-hmm. and um, the base color for my metallics are scale 75 as well so uh, necro gold and um, thrash metal Okay. Yeah, so I'm a huge fan of them. But uh, yeah. what I actually do is I bought some of the Army Painter ball bearings. Yeah, and I just toss two of those inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it definitely you definitely need something uh, uh, agitator in there for sure. Um, but yeah, so it, it, I painted up this dead ultramarine because when I first designed or started working with this World Eaters Army it was based on the Betrayer books. So. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to do Dead Ultramarine. Uh, I did put up a post on my own Instagram at Craigor the Barbarian, uh, just for ideas of what people thought I should do. I got Sons of Horus. I was going to do Sons of Horus, but I mean, like I said, I was really this. This was really based on the uh, Armatura battle, this, mm-hmm. this this army. So I was just like, you know, I'm going to stick to that and just do ultramarine so now this contemptor has now been relegated it will not be in my return to estevan campaign games 
Uh, I got something else on the works for that instead as a replacement because oh, I, I kind I want to keep I want to keep it thematic. Like I want I want to keep yeah. uh, I want to keep it really focused on Istvan three and not the greater uh, Horus Heresy at, at large kind of thing. So yep. Um. So I thought you know I, I stuck with the the uh, Ultrine, but like I said, I got something else in the works and. I'm, it's it should be interesting i mean i'm i i ended up getting a box knot i was gonna say is, is it at all related to our last episode 100 <laughs> percent related to our last episode so yeah i got i got i got a box knot and i'm gonna be getting a flamestorm cannon and a siege drill um just to make it more you know world eatery uh i just yeah i just i want to put my money where my mouth is and start using uh oddball units units you don't see as often and just show them that they're just as worthwhile as some of the other ones some of the more popular ones yeah so. yeah i completely agree um i i built uh another raven guard list uh mm -hmm. after our last our last chat because i wanted to find i wanted to use death storm drop pods but uh i couldn't couldn't get the points um because uh as as grant willis pointed out uh they're they're not 90 points anymore they're base 115 and mm -hmm. you get both firing modes um and uh, i couldn't quite fit it in so i went mm -hmm. with tarantulas instead and and um the deliverers are like a unit uh, for those of you that, that aren't aware of the deliverers they're they're mostly pateran born um they're kind of really nasty terminators cataphracty terminator armor so mm -hmm. kind of on on the real fringe of what the raven guard would typically do um mm -hmm. and they're kind of just meant to be completely insane over the top like absolute destruction nasty weaponry uh, mm. ways of war that Korax wouldn't normally sanction, but when he gets particularly upset, um, <laughs> he, he lets the, the deliverers out of the cage. And mm. uh, so I'm on the hunt for some, some Tartarus Terminator Volkites right now. I'm going to do Volkites and uh, Power Axes because mm -hmm. Terminators will also get the freest charge. Um, so they'll, they'll wound it on the charge with Power Axes on twos instead of threes uh, mm. and then keeps the points down. Mm -hmm. um they typically are used for uh shock assaults and deploy via airborne mm -hmm. um means or like teleport strikes so i've got a warmonger yeah. in there to lead them and then i've got uh like a just a regular storm eagle so i can pack like 10 of them in there yeah. um and just have them fly out and then with korax and, and two destroyer squads and uh actually Cadus next because um, mm -hmm. I, I i'm always trying to find ways to work him in so i think love him I do, yeah. He's he's pretty sweet, um, and he can give you some cool. He can give you some cool little bonuses, like uh, um, if you uh, if you kill if you kill his chosen prey unit, whether that's the elite, you can choose an elite choice, mm -hmm. or you can choose um, you can choose an elite choice, or you can choose a uh, an HQ, and then he gets to deploy within eighteen inches of it. Mm -hmm. um, as long as he's unseen, so anywhere within those 18 inches, mm -hmm. uh, and it's not technically infiltrates, so you can still get a first turn charge. And, and, but um, if you kill a unit that uh, if you kill a unit that he has as a chosen prey, and he did a wound to it, or mm -hmm. he's in, he kills it, um, then uh, you get a bonus victory point. So I'm probably going to pair that with 
liberation strike i think liberation force i think it's called Mm -hmm. um which is the second right of war that the raven guard got in the later book Mm because then uh when you kill the warlord you get d3 victory points so if this is a mission where kill point it's based it's mostly kill points or or it's a low vp scoring mission uh this can really help me out because i'll have four scoring units which is still it's on the lower end of what I normally like, but two tactical squads, two Terminator squads. Yeah. And then um, when I kill the Warlord, uh, I'll get one for killing the Warlord, because that'll probably be um, an objective anyway. Mm-hmm. And then I'll get plus D3 for killing the Warlord because of my my uh, my thing, my, um, my Red right. War. Yeah, thanks. Sorry. Yeah, no and, problem. Uh, yeah, been a long day. And uh, and then um, I'll likely get one uh, for Cadus Nexus kill as well, especially if he's the warlord. So I mean, that's that's potentially like five victory points for killing one model. <laughs> um, could could win me some games. Uh, oh yeah, for, for sure. sure, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So, um, but uh, in terms of actual modeling, I. I I've been working on uh, I did get Cadus next and and those like all my assault marines and my all my jump sergeants um pro, uh base coated up. Mm-hmm. So I've kind of got like a, a bit of a raven's feather, like a greenish blue, um not quite reflective, but still shows the highlights and the light. Yeah. I'm really, really happy with it actually. I, I feel like it really fits into the description that you get. Yeah, raven I'm actually Guard. looking at your Praetor right now. Mm-hmm. And God, he is you he looks great. He looks fantastic. Yep. That's not even in a light box. I can't wait till he's actually done. Done. Um, mm. I'm gonna push. I'm gonna push the highlights on the uh, the weathering a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I, I I think I need to pull them up just slightly. I think I'm gonna take the same color that I had used there, but I'll probably mix it with like some ice yellow or something, um, just to to warm it up a little bit. Mm. And then uh, and then I, I painted the white on him like three times. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. The, the first time I did it, I really like scale 75 colors again. Um, yeah. I really like the, the warmish grayish white color called N- Nakar uh, or mm-hmm. Nassar. Um, and I was like, this will be perfect. And uh, I put like Celestra gray down, I think, because uh, you need to use, I find you need to use like a, a good base paint. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're going to do whites. Otherwise you'll end up putting on so many coats and it just won't look good. Mm-hmm. And I uh, put that on first, uh, again, because it's a little colder. I figured it would help neutralize it and neutralize the warmth and create some depth. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Nassar just came out, like, way too bright, and, and it just didn't look good against that that greenish-blue-black okay. that I have going on. Yeah. Uh, so then I was like, oh, well, you know what? I kind of want it to be a little more gray anyway. So uh, I was just looking for a color, and, and Administratum Gray looks the right color on the GW website. Mm-hmm. So I went and got that, and I put that on it, and, and that, that one's posted up. And uh, it looks good on the smaller details, but then on the helmet, it just looks way too gray. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 like, it is a bit gray. Um, then you sent me the uh, the net, the other image where you had worked up the white some more, and it, it's a it's not a bright white, but it's like you said, it's a warm white. Yeah, um, it's like a warmish grayish white. Uh, so I was looking through the black books, and, and I actually I, I say that like I finished it right before, um, right before we started chatting yeah. tonight. But I was looking through the the black books and just looking through the book three in the Raven Guard section, and mm-hmm. I noticed that that instead of like that stark white that you typically see on mm-hmm. like the forty k Raven Guard, yeah, um, it's it very much is like this warm 
grayish white. And so uh, I just mixed those two colors together <laughs> and it came out perfect. It did um, work out really nicely. Yeah, so now now it's matched exactly to the black book color. And, and I mean, I couldn't ask for, for anything better than that. Uh, no. Being I as thematic as, as I can. And I then... Uh, fantastic, so... Yeah, yeah, and then and then I was waiting on one more squad of Myrmidons, um, which mm. just came today, uh, because on on my hashtag return to Istvan list, uh, I'm where I'm using Caleb Decima. I had done just like a general Mechanicum list up, which yeah. I liked, but then as I was going over his, his character profile again, mm-hmm. um, I noticed that uh, while I was waiting for some glue to try, actually on on a bunch of servo automata that I converted up to have flamers, um, mm-hmm. I noticed that uh, he has a special force org that he can use called the Istvan Survivor Force, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a, it's an extremely limited army list um the only troop options are thalax which is great i've, I've already I've already got those um, yeah. so i'm gonna do i'm gonna swap out the photon thruster one for another multi-melta thalax so okay, get him yeah. built up um a lot of a lot of building got done <laughs> over the last <laughs> couple of weeks and uh and then the the only elites choices that'll fit into centurion are um tech tech priest uh mm-hmm. with servo automata squads mm-hmm. um which can take the reductor um like junior mages rule so i've got them i built one of those guys up to have a conversion beamer um and then he, i think i'm going to add just some extra wires to him with guitar wire because uh, he just looks like he's missing a little bit something mm-hmm. but i use the macro tech model for him uh mm-hmm. and then i've got an artel miniatures um female tech priest so mm-hmm. and her her axe looks a lot like the uh, looks a lot like a smaller version of the Macrotex axe. So that that's perfect. They'll match, and then I'm just gonna have them rock around with servo automata, and then some Mermin Insecutors, and then the only heavy support choice I can take um, that will fit into Centurion is uh, Mermin Destructors. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So so I'll get this really cool like lot of red robes, like not too not too many robots, not too many. Um, you know, no thralls or anything that would have had uh, any exposed skin or, or anything yeah. the virus bombs can eat. Uh, yeah. But I think it'll it, it'll be challenging to use it, especially with all the slow-moving units. Uh, the firepower will, will hit heavy, but there's not going to be a ton of it. So um, I, think, I think it's going to be a nice counter. Uh, I still think it'll be challenging when, mm-hmm. when we face each other across the, the busted ruins of the coral city but yeah um it's it's very much like not too much close combat a lot of shooting uh which is which is actually why i went for the flamers on the servo armada because i know that you're gonna have to come to me so i am gonna have to go to you and now finding out you have flamers (laughs) i mean the the flamer thing seems like a bit of a dick move but you know i'll let it pass i'll let it pass it's only a squad of four it's a, oh, it's, not, it's yeah, only it's a not squad cool. of four. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That. Makes I mean, they're only one wound, so um, they're oh. just tough as five. Uh, <laughs> well, and, thank um, God for chain axes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I do. I do have a squad of Laslocks thralls in there, as, or not thralls, Laslock. Um, I'm using thrall models just because mm-hmm. I didn't feel like ordering a bunch more macro techs just to get. I would have had to order two more macro techs um, to get eight genuine servo automata 
And okay. I'm just not in that kind of a mood. <laughs> no, I feel you. <laughs> if that if that makes sense. Um, it does make sense. It would be a bit of a cash drop. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and then I got all these extra macro techs I don't need laying around. <laughs> um, so yeah, I I just went for the brawls for right now because I, I already had them. Um, hmm. So uh, yeah, and then I built like one destroyer I think just because I was watching TV and that was that's what was near me. That was what was close <laughs> enough for you to work on while you were watching TV. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, oh, and then actually, I, I guess I guess we should shout out should should shout out the event as well. Um, uh mm. yeah so we we are going to do like an, an ISVAN a return to ISVAN day for Alberta and, and it's going to kind of kick off us doing it going through all the black book events yeah. um but uh there's a great spot in Lacombe it's like 13 bucks a player to play mm. uh it's a huge space we just pay him um because I'm, I'm not going to try to get people to donate prizes and and all that kind of stuff like yeah you know, this has been tough on everybody and um, yeah yeah uh, so i mean it's it's an easy 13 bucks we pay the guy he'll have a couple tables we'll have to bring some um and then you know we can we can play through the through the missions reenact this fan three mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh and that'll be in september when hopefully all this stuff has calmed down but it gives us enough time that if we need to we can cancel masks yeah. will be mandatory um for anyone who wants to to play and then uh, you know, we'll have hand sanitizer all around. Don't touch other people's stuff. We'll go for all that stuff while we're there. But yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's right. It's in central Alberta, so we can get the guys from Calgary. We can get the guys from central Alberta and the guys from Edmonton. It's only like an hour's drive for just about everybody. Yeah, it's a little bit longer for the Calgary guys, but whatever. They are <laughs> showing a lot of interest, though. Yeah, so. yeah, we've 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 got a lot of interest in it already. You guys are really excited. We're starting to see a lot more lists get built up. Uh, you know, we've got like an we've got Emperor's Children player. We've got uh, a couple World yeah. Eaters players. We've got another Sons of Horus. Get some Death Guard, like, and then you've got some armies, and and Ryan's got some armies that you know we'll have out to lend to some of the people that don't have armies that fit there. Yeah. Um, just so that way that you know they don't they don't have to miss out. They can still take part while well, working a- on their stuff for Span Five. I was talking with one of the another one of the guys, and he wants to bring his World Eaters army to this return to Istvan. And I told him that if if we're doing it the event, I might actually run my World Eaters as a loyalist. Ooh, big change. Well, I mean, uh, it would be nice to have some World Eater on World Eater action. So yeah. I thought, you know, if he if he comes and he wants to go as he wants to use Karn. Uh, I told him, you know what? Hey, I'll I'll build up a Praetor, and uh, I'll do up a loyalist list. Well, I mean, hang tight there. You, I'm sure they've got a loyalist character we can use. They do. Uh, He's a little weak sauce. Well, that's fine. <laughs> um, just gives you more points to pour into other stuff. Uh, I'm not familiar with. Oh, what's his? Trying to oh, find I forget that. his name. I don't have the book near me either. I do have I have the book in my hand, so just sit tight. Okay. Um, I guess I'll use the index instead of flipping through it. That's kind of what it's there for. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, even if he's weak sauce, I mean, it's not really the point, right? We're trying to go for. Uh, he's a centurion, so he wouldn't he wouldn't even have to be a warlord, really. No. Um, but uh, you know, theme first, theme last. Yes, this is true, but. I mean, he's only 115 points. That's easy. Headhunter took particular pleasure in slaughtering sergeants and officers. 
Um, when What's fighting in a challenge, he gains the rending special rule. It's Shabran Dar. Shabran Dar. Uh, yeah, it. he's he's adjutant to the 11th Assault Company of the World Eaters. He has hatred traitor space marines. So, I mean, that's Ooh. nice. Yeah, right? That's I mean, nice. that's, that's going to help. He's got rage, and he's already three attacks base. He's a mastercrafted chain axe, but now it's strength five AP three with rending. Oh, he's not uh, that bad. Yeah, he's not that bad at all, right? So he's gonna be four attacks base, he's gonna be five on the charge, plus rage, um, plus rending, plus hatred. Yeah. <laughs> um he's... and a and a six plus feel no pain. Yeah. Oh. He's pretty good, buddy. <laughs> yeah, he's not he's not he's not as bad as I thought. I feel yeah. like I'm gonna have to do him up. I'm gonna I'm gonna do him up. Yeah. And, Does he and have he a does... jetpack? Uh, no. No. Okay. I, he was part of the assault company, so I thought maybe he had a jetpack. Yeah. No, but he'll he'll fit nice with your despoilers or or whatever, and then uh, and then uh, yeah, you can still do up a praetor as well, right? Mm. Uh, then you can kind of back that praetor up or yeah. Or however, I mean, you, if you want to, you could run him, but he's not. You're not going to be able to use a right of war with him. But I mean, he'll fit. Yeah, he will. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to look into him. I'm going to do a little research on him and see about building a uh, a version of him up. See what I can come up with. Yeah. Make sure, I, make sure he's customized and looks the part and, you know, really make it thematic. Yeah, that's that's why we're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, awesome. Uh, I'm, ho- I'm hoping South Harvest will be out by then because I'm sure Ryan would love to have him in his list. And the model is yeah. a beautiful model. I'm sure he will. Um, but worst case scenario, he's got one already. Yeah, you did that custom one up <laughs> that he's got his hands on right now. So Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and he's pretty close to the same pose and everything, too. He's oh. a little more in action, but mm. Um, mm. sword's held the same way. Still okay. a two-handed broadsword. Um, it's kind of in like a sweeping up motion arc, which is how the, the new model is for the most part. But he's kind of yeah. got that like movie poster stance while he's doing it mm-hmm. um he's not WYSIWYG because i couldn't find a way to get a sniper rifle on him nicely it's fine mm. i don't even he's, i don't know is yeah. he WYSIWYG on the actual yeah he is yeah it's yeah. it's it's on like a sling so it's like it's kind of tucked behind him a little bit um oh okay yeah but my my reasoning behind it and i i, I thought about putting it on the base is uh, I can't remember which novel it's in, but the Emperor's children, like they all take perfect care of their weapons and stuff and everything. Yes. So very fine piece of machinery. And so one of them, like as he was about to go into combat, like gently sets his bolter down on the, on the ground. Because mm. instead of just like mag locking it or throwing it, because he doesn't want it to get like messed up. So he yeah. just like sets it down on the ground and then pulls his sword and his bolt pistol and like runs into the guy. Uh, so my, my reasoning behind it was like, well, he'll just set it down. <laughs> if he's gonna get into a fight, um, but Fair Salt Harvest I think is another one of those guys that just kind of gets underrated. Because mm-hmm. uh, I, I I was talking to Ryan. Ryan's gonna play a he's gonna play like a warm up game with one of his friends outside. Um, okay. Later this weekend I think, and he wasn't gonna take Salt Harvest because he was like, oh I feel like he's not good, and I was like, no no no, like you're playing world leaders. Like this mm-hmm. is actually really good because you're not your emperor's children. You're not gonna want to run out at him. Right, mm-hmm. you're not you're not gonna want to help them get close to you. <laughs> yeah. Even even though if you get the charge off, you'll go first. But if you don't, then you won't, and mm-hmm. then you're gonna be at a disadvantage. Um. 
so what I what I actually recommended because Saul Tarvitz has the sniper rifle and he gives counterattack to a Unity's joint mm-hmm. is I was like just set up like a gun line in the back because uh, he's gonna have to come to you mm-hmm. and then just let him come close and then take Rylan or the unyielding because um, he's got a 24 inch morale reroll bubble so that'll okay. save you the cost on Vexillas. Mm-hmm. Um, and he gives you a flat plus one to combat resolution if he's within 24 inches. So is he playing against World Eaters on this? He's playing against a World Eaters player, yeah. So mm. um, the World Eaters player will, like, he's going to have to run towards him or else he's yep. just not going to be able to beat him. So while he's running towards him, um, most of his units are only going to have bolt pistols anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy is running Inductee, which won't be available in the event, but no. um, neither will Cacophony since we're talking about Emperor's Children. And uh, I I was like, just ping on him, just shoot at him. You're going to outrange him by 24 inches. And then when he gets within the 12, you're going to be able to rapid fire him. Um, Mm. When he gets within the 12, what I would would probably do is Fury of the Legion him. I know that (laughs) I think you lose your Overwatch, but... um, You do. Yeah, but I mean, if you've still got 10 guys there, that's 40 shots. Like, at full ballistic skill compared to 20 shots at hitting on sixes. yeah, so I mean, it's it's just like a preemptive Overwatch. Like you're expect, you know he's gonna charge, but if you yeah. dump forty shots on him, why wouldn't you? Yeah, you got to thin that uh, herd. Exactly, thin it out as much as you can, and mm-hmm. then at that point, if you can charge, like if he gets close enough to you, um, like let's say he fails his charge, he's gonna have to move one more, or now you can move towards him and get the charge off, and yeah. you'll get the plus one initiative for being Emperor's Children. But if he charges into you then you've got counterattack on at least two of the squads because he's got Palatine Blades, which have it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's got uh, whichever unit Salt Tarvitz is in, which will also gain counterattack. So now you've got two units of counterattack. You've got Charnable Sabres, which are going to help you go first in, um, in challenges. Yep. Uh, Salt Tarvitz is like Initiative 7 or something, I think. On uh, Yeah, he's in- high. Yeah, um, in a challenge because he gets the plus one bonus for being an Emperor's Children character in a challenge. Mm-hmm. He gets plus one bonus for Duelist Edge. So mm-hmm. he's getting plus two, and I think he's five base. So he's now initiative seven. He's going to be striking even before a Praetor if a Praetor's in, in combat with him. Yeah. Uh, and then you're just hoping for the Rens. Um, but. Uh, those invulnerable saves. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Um, and, and you're going to fail 50% of those anyway, statistically. Uh, well, unless it's a yeah. field, then, then it'll be even, even better for you. Yeah, exactly. um, but then you're automatically at a flat plus one. So, I mean, even before combat's done, you're already plus one for combat, right? For combat mm. resolution. Yeah. Uh, and then all you got to do is time. And if he's <laughs> using inductee, he's only going to hit you on five plus. And then, yeah, he might wound you on three plus, but it'll more or less even out. Um, you're going to hit him on a lot more. And then, uh, and you're going to be hitting with roughly the same amount of attacks. So it really kind of gives a bit of a buff to the Emperor's Children. I think that's the, I think that's the right way to use it. So hopefully it works out. Uh, well, I hope you ho- call me a big liar. Hopefully he takes lots of pictures and lets us know how it goes. I'm talking to you, Ryan. I want to know how this goes. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure he'll have pictures. <laughs> um, his, um, his Instagram's usually usually pretty. Uh, usually pretty good for that kind of stuff and he usually types a good write-up up um, yeah we'll, we'll throw a link to his instagram in the show yes. notes check him uh, out does beautiful work he has a beautiful uh 
Emperor Imperial Fist army as well. So Yeah, he does. Um and uh and I think he's working on a small sense of Horus as well. He is, uh, yeah. Because I think I think that's what his son is interested in, I believe. Yeah, yeah. We've been talking about it uh back and forth. About yeah, because I think I think your son is pretty close to the same age, right? Uh my son is one year younger than his. Um and uh, they're both looking to get into the game and we talked about maybe doing like a father son battle one day um he's doing up sons cool. of he's doing up a sons of horrors for his son uh my death guard are eventually going to be blessed to my son papa nurgle is going to be given <laughs> over um he really likes the green green's my son's favorite color i thought about doing a salamanders for him but i don't yeah. know i have i have a, a a love for the the armies in the first book because as of right now i have a world eater i'm building world eaters i have a death guard i have a sons of horus and eventually i'll probably do an emperor's children so so i'll have all four of the original armies from the original book and then i have the one from the dark angels army which will be from the you know ninth book or eighth book or uh, eighth book yeah yeah uh eighth no ninth Sons of Horror, Thousand Sons were seven. Yeah. Yeah. So book nine, I'll go from one to nine and nothing in between. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I mean, Uh, eventually, eventually I I will, I do want to redo without my Thousand Sons. uh, Because I I mean, you, yeah, because I mean, (laughs) you've talked about doing uh, the Prospero campaign because God, that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it is. Um, You should just get started and just just like do the odd unit here and there like i'm doing the wolves and then we can just have two show quality armies just mm-hmm. slapping it out getting tricked into fighting each other yeah horse and his manipulation i'm sure yeah. erebus well i know erebus had something to do with it too but whatever erebus yeah. is a jerk so um yeah that, that'll be a fun black book day uh I, so, I'm, I'm a big sucker for for the big events like the, mm. the most tragic events i should say so like isman five um mm-hmm. and uh and prospero and then yep. siege terra um siege terra has always always gotten me it's always been one of my favorite favorite scenes from the, you, the whole universe did you watch that uh video i posted on facebook there the uh isman one yeah 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 i did uh actually um that got to me a little sent it to me and I, I didn't watch it until today he sent it to me like days ago and i just had it sitting open in a tab because mm. i've been too busy to watch a four minute video <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah and i think i watched it today and then and then you texted me you were like hey check out what i just posted it's it's like, oh. a, it's it was like because the way the way the video was edited and i don't have the video up right now so i can't uh shout out to the uh creator of the video we'll put it, we'll put it in the show notes um just the way he edited it and the music he used, it just made the whole Esteban 3 thing just seem so much more epic. Even though it was already epic, but the way that he took clips from the books, from the audio book, and yep. with the music, and uh, he was he was using footage of the, uh, I believe, Warhammer World Esteban 3 uh, diorama they have. Yep. And I was just like, it was it was just epic and i was just like man i feel so bad for those those who got their turned on on this event three like the all those loyalists that got turned on 
Like they didn't see it coming. What a f- dick move. Dick yeah, move. Yeah, I mean, if, if, you, if you need any help getting hyped up for yeah. hashtag return to Isfan, that, uh, that video. That video. It'll, it'll be in the show notes. Yeah, well, we'll put a link to the, in the show notes for sure because, wow. I mean, I, like I said, I don't have it open right now, so I can't uh, shout out the, uh, the actual it's creator. Fine, yeah. it, it's fine. He, he'll be in the show notes. He's still getting cred. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, why don't we uh, why don't we talk about the the contest? Mm-hmm. Um, why don't we uh, why don't we do the draw first, and then and then we can kind of like because a, a lot of you guys did give us suggestions on things that you'd like like to hear us talk about uh, yeah. or workshop. Um, so we'll we'll just kind of recap a list of that so that way you guys can have an expectation of of when when they'll they'll be chatted about. And so, some of them we can get out of the way right now, I think. Yeah. Um, and then because uh, because we listen and we care. The little podcast that cares. The little podcast that cares. And uh, yeah, why don't you you pull it out of the hat? Okay, so I'm going to do this, and we're looking for 37. Number 37. Okay, so that is the at the FBI guy. At the Uh, FBI guy. Yeah, so at the FBI, uh, we'll send you send you a message as well, yeah. Just to, so that way we can get a hold of your shipping address and how to get it out to you. Yeah. But uh, yeah, congratulations! Thanks. Congratulations. For the follow. Yeah, thank um, you for the follow for sure. Yeah, Hopefully he showed it a couple to. people as well. Yeah, I hope awesome. He is listening. Um, awesome. And he'd love to hear about uh, how each chapter honors their dead, if that's possible. Well, uh, in thirty k, they haven't quite broken out into chapters yet. No, um, but, sort of. Uh, yeah, I mean, there some of the legions do have chapter breakdowns within them. I know the Ultramarines have chapters. Yes. I know the, the Blood Angels have chapters. Yeah. Uh, so there's not not a ton of info on that, but uh, you know that's something we can take a peek on and get back to you. Um, a lot of them at, at during the Heresy, they don't get any honors. They either just rot in the mud or they get thrown into a sarcophagus. But during mm. that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind like, of the short answer for you, buddy, but. <laughs> but we can, we can definitely, we'll definitely look into it some more just to make sure, you know, we cover some of the bases. Cause I'm sure, I'm sure the word bearers have some rituals that they like to do to their dead. Yeah. Uh, and they have some rituals they like to do to the other guy's dead too. Yeah. And the other guy's living. So, yeah. you know, like strapping <laughs> ultramarines to the front of their tanks. While yeah. Still alive. <laughs> that is true. So, so yeah, congratulations. Uh, that's awesome. Thank you for the support. We love yeah. you guys for that. Yeah, and uh, you know, once once we get to 500 followers as well, we'll uh, we'll throw another contest up um, for for you guys to get into. Yeah. Uh, not, that one will be. I'm excited for that one. I'm really excited for that one too, because yeah. we've already we've already got planned out, so it'll be a good. Yeah. One. It's a gooder. That's right. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll, uh, I'll read out some of the suggestions that, that we got. Um, uh, okay. First. First one we've got here is from uh, Jake Burnett, and, and he'd love cheeky ways to cut corners for display quality models. <laughs> um, my best advice here, buddy, is uh, filters on your phone. Yeah. And there's uh, there's an app called Prisma, which will really change it. And people will think that all your models that you post are display quality. Uh, <laughs> and that's probably the easiest way to cut a corner. Um, shy of that, uh, I know what's really helped me is uh, Little Legends Patreon. Uh, mm. So you could you could sign up for that. Uh, I know he'll have some. I think he's got some open private tutor spots uh, opening in July. So I know that'll be down to the wire. But hopefully you're listening and uh, can hear about that um, in time to get into it. 
uh, it's been huge for me. Mm. Um, but uh, we'll put a link in the show notes. He he uh, he also has uh, different levels of Patreon. I I'm, he I'm does, yeah. I, I follow him too, and even his like basic. Um, like he recently did an Emperor's Children, just a basic uh, paint job on them, and even that still looks show quality. Uh, it's about using a lot of using your airbrush to its maximum. Uh, not effect, but its maximum utility. Utility, and 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 doing more with the 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 airbrush and less with a paintbrush. Um, and it it would look it looked fantastic. I mean he is a, obviously a professional painter he does it for a living but he makes it he breaks it down into the simplest ways and i have actually been learning a lot just from a basic lower level patreon a subscription from him like it's it's really worth it he just you don't even have to follow yeah. and do exactly his techniques but it just the, the helping learn the techniques or learning you know, incorporating them with your own techniques and whatnot. It's, 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 it's great. It's fantastic. I'm so glad I signed up for it. Yeah. Yeah. That, that'd be my best, my best recommendation for a shortcut. Um, mm. Renegade A, debate on whether it, the emperor is a chaos God. Yeah. That, that one will have to be a later episode for sure. Yeah. It's, uh, a, it's own can of worms. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I know, uh, I know JP has got, got a pretty in-depth lore of chaos God pardon me chaos gods mm. so maybe he can uh maybe he can he can lend his his, his expertise debating skills to that um colin mcnate would like to know about wet blending uh well what mm. i do is put, put a little bit of uh, airbrush airbrush flow improver into my base paint and then i kind of slap that on kind of thick mm-hmm. and then i just take in my my second color that you know i usually do it for like recess shading yeah um, I'll post some pictures to Instagram. I've done it on a couple of Infinity models is where I use it a lot. I use it for kind of non-metallic metals. And mm-hmm. uh, I've, got, I've got an Aleph faction for Infinity. And um, I'm, I'm working on them in kind of this Deus Ex format. So, uh, but the, the main sort of color for Aleph is like purple. Okay. Um, so I've done non-metallic metal purples um, to kind of look like it's it's got an underglow of purple a little bit okay. uh, to, to give it kind of that powered weapon effect. So I'll post a picture of my Ajax and, and my, um, and my Achilles. Uh, my Achilles is covered in gloss paint. So he's a little shiny right now. Cause I have to do my, my oils on him. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I'll paint those, check those out. That that's kind of the effects that you can get from wet blending. Uh, I mean, for me, when I do wet blending, it's more while the, while the original coat is still wet, is when I'm already putting the second coat on. Yeah, um, yeah that's exactly. how, that's that's just that's the easiest way to do a quick wet blend. My brush technique with wet blend, I have taken a couple uh, classes here with one of our one of the painters here in Edmonton, one of the good ones here, Phil Harlow, and he was he. I was working and learning my wet blending with a brush. It's it's more difficult with a brush. It is. Um, whereas it, it just takes practice. It just takes practice for what it does. Blending. It does. That's, that's all. Um, the the important thing to remember is that, like when you load up the second, like you can do it with two brushes. I do it with one. Mm. Um, but while that first coat is on there, it's still wet. The airbrush flow improver has a retardant property to it, so that'll mm. that'll slow it down, slow down the drying time, yeah. give you some more time to work with it, and then also because it's on thick, it's going to take longer to dry. So yeah. what I do in in I'll just talk to 
the the weapons that, I, that I'm talking about that I'm going to post. Mm-hmm. Um, there, uh, I, I use three colors for that, and that's it. I use white, I use cold gray, and I use hex lichen, um, okay. all from Paleo. And uh, and all all you do like to get that that transition is you put the cold gray on, and then while the cold gray is on, you kind of just load up your brush with the purple. I just touch it, um, mm. kind of dabbing it, almost like I'm poking at at the area uh, mm-hmm. the, where where the shadow is going to be deepest. And then I kind of blend it out and it, you're going to want to pull slowly. Um, so that way it kind of blends as it dries. And then you get that nice, easy transition up to the top without seeing brush strokes. Um, lots of, lots of videos on YouTube for it. Uh, and we're really chatting up a little legend right now, but mm-hmm. I'm sure he's got some videos on, on wet blending. Um, yes. yeah, it's, it's hard for us to discuss it through a podcast. You really got to see it. Yeah, uh, you got you got to see you got to see how the technique works. Like we can talk about it, but unless you're actually watching someone do it, uh, it's it is a little difficult to just describe. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, we've also got uh, another gentleman here, uh, War Machine Ben. Discussion on secret societies left over after the Horus Heresy. Um, yeah, I mean maybe maybe we could do a whole episode on the scouring. Uh, mm-hmm. Kind of talk about what gets left over between that because I I think the scouring still kind of counts within heresy. Um, that's where I'd like to see it go afterwards. I'd like to see the black books go would be into the okay. scouring, because um, it's it's still like M thirty one, still yeah. technically thirty like k. Uh, list reviews on ZM based play. Um, yeah, I mean if if there's something specific, uh, so Euro's brushworks. I don't know if I pronounced that right. I'm sorry, but um, like let us know. Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll definitely be getting some ZM in in the future, but mm. um, we're big on themes. Uh, my my big one that'll probably do, um, you know, I'll probably use Deliverers for it or something, um, and with some more Dathan, so that way the mm. more Dathan can kind of infiltrate and run around and cause disruption. Uh, while the, havoc. Yeah, exactly. While my Volkite and Power Axis slowly merge into the the board. Um, hear about each of the units each of the legion specialty units and what they're useful for well we're going to do the sons of horus later today um, yeah so just stay tuned we'll get to them all eventually hmm. um it, I, I, we'll talk about it a little do, bit so. later but yeah exactly i think i think a lot of the time what the the unit is useful for depends on your right of war and the theme you're running mm-hmm. um not every unit fits into every way that you're doing it if, if you do you kind of fall into that net list um can only play it one way that 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 you and I are kind of in our, in our own uh, guerrilla war against. Yeah. Uh, I think it would be good if you can talk about Legion-specific army building based on each right of war. Yeah, well, we do that from time to time. Just yeah. listen in. You'll hear it. Yeah, you'll, uh, yeah, just just listen in. You'll definitely hear it at some point in time. Yeah, Primark versus Primark fights. Uh, there's lots of videos on YouTube uh, to, to pick up for those. Yeah. Um, I mean... You know, if 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 we're playing a game once we can actually game and we have some primary fights, we'll definitely talk about them. I'm sure, but mm. um, yeah, I mean, or you know, maybe we can just workshop something. But well, I know when, it'll come up from time to time, but I, I don't I don't know that for our podcast it'll it'll fit. Um, well, at the same time, I mean, I know we're going to be doing Istvan Five campaign eventually, and I know Angron and uh, Korax are going to have to go at it, so. Yeah, Korax fights Lorgar, um, Night Haunter, and and uh, Angron. Um, well, he almost fights Angron. Oh yeah, he runs. Yeah, he he runs, runs, yeah. runs away from him. He wants to fight him, but he knows that. 
well, a lot of people we can, are going to die if he sticks around. Yeah, we could always uh, we could always rewrite future fake history. That's right. Um, <laughs> that, that, that'll come out in uh, when we get to do hashtag return to Sven Flat. Yes. Um, different armor types. Yeah, I mean, we we can certainly talk about those. We'll we'll chat about those usually in when we're theming armies. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, I'm sure we can, we can toss a bone on that one. Garter HB and uh, we can throw a little segment in. Talk oh, about yeah, our favorite sure. types. Uh, insight into the Emperor's thoughts on Primarchs. Um, I definitely recommend that you read Master of Mankind if you haven't. Uh, I have It'll give you some insight on uh, Weapon 13 uh, and his thoughts on that. More Iron Warriors stuff. Yeah, we'll do that. Don't worry about it. Uh, Warhammer Gal. Um, whether the starter set is going to be better than this box or not. The box is referring to is the Mark III Marines. Uh, I don't know that we'll ever see a starter set for Horus Heresy. Um, and realistically, we never have. I know that that um, a lot of the time uh, we think of Burning of Prospero and Betrayal at Calf as starter sets, but I mean they're not coming with rulebook. Um, nope. Even even when Betrayal at Calf came out, I mean it was still seventh edition was the core rule set. It didn't come with a seventh edition rulebook. It came as kind of a standalone board game. Yeah, they um, they are a standalone board game, and I have yeah. not played it myself, but I've heard really good things about them. I mean. God, I should actually okay. we should actually try and play it sometime. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um I mean I don't have ultramarines or word bearers, so I can't play them one. Well, uh, well we can play Bur uh, Yeah, Burning uh, we can play Burning a Prospero though. Um, <laughs> do you still have do you still have the board game stuff for it? Uh I have four boxes of them. I'm staring oh, at them right okay, now. Okay, perfect. Okay, great. <laughs> Um, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, we'll play through that one, uh, and you know, we'll let you know how that goes. But as far as I know, there's no, there's no new, um, there's no new uh, 30k plastic box sets planned, uh, or nothing that's been leaked or, or revealed. Um, yeah. If you're talking about, if you're talking about the Indominus box set, I mean, obviously it's going to be better than this box set. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, I mean, we're not, we're not mainly 40k guys, but. And there's a lot more models. Uh, although, you know, like Andrew Hollis does have the uh, the Necron rule set up now for like an Awakening Tomb world. So not a yeah. bad buy for a 30k player. You can sell off the, the Marine half yeah. um, and, uh, and get yourself a pretty sweet uh, Necron Tomb world. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, or use that for an event if you're an event organizer. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe this guy's just being facetious, but <laughs> uh, I want to hear more about the relation between relationship between the emperor and his past before he became famous and his future after the heresy and the well, future is sitting on the golden throne yeah i mean he's he's just yeah he's just a figurehead now he's just strapped into the super chair but um, a thousand psychers a day yeah yeah again master mankind is what i would recommend um i think age darkness did a master mankind i'm sure after Eleanor has or at some point will um th those are podcasts that are really good at covering book reviews and, and mm. specific core but i would definitely recommend reading it or listening to the audiobook uh it's it's really good i like it a lot um, i haven't listened to it yet Aaron myself but... Golden, right so it, it's kind of like black library's uh, best author mm. <laughs> uh loyalist night lord's lore yeah we'll get into that a little bit but we'll get into more about how you can translate that lore to the table yeah uh I'm always down to hear about lists people play that are against type for their army. Well, that's all we do. Yes, that's um, our that's yeah. our that's our niche apparently. 
Yeah, yeah. Fire-based uh, Space Wolf Wars. Armor Breakthrough, baby. Um, yeah, there'll be there'll be lots of combos that we think would work work really well. So mm-hmm. uh, if you haven't listened to episode two, definitely go back and listen to that one. Yeah. Um, and just look for more in the future because this is our yeah, thing. El, El Destructo 83. Definitely go check that out. That's, that's all we do, baby. Matters uh, <laughs> Miniatures. Um, for each army, I'd like to hear a narrative list, a competitive list, and one list led by a Primarch and a tactical review of each of the lists and why you should take it for that force. So, I mean, we don't we don't really do competitive lists. Um, I'd like to think that every list I build is effective, and, and I don't think there's really... You know, when when you do a competitive list, I don't like the word competitive. I like the word optimized, mm-hmm. um, because I I think both competitive and narrative have kind of got these negative connotations to it. But yes. I mean, if we're being honest, I don't care to play narrative. Or I mean, sorry. Whoa, yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, um, you do. I don't care to play competitive. Well, Freudian <laughs> slip there, huh, bud? Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, long day. Uh, I might might need another might need another beer. <laughs> uh, so I, I don't care to play competitive. I don't think it's fun. I don't enjoy it. Um, there's usually not good banter going on across the table because everyone's so focused on what they're doing, what their mm. next move is going to be. And then a lot of the time when you see competitive lists, it's just that net list. You can just go to 1D4chan or, or wherever and pull that list up. So I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sold on it. I mean, what I like to do is odd duck tactics and different rights of war based around themes and mm. and i think they're effective in their own right are they necessarily optimized not always but if you go back to listen to episode two and episode three we talk about how a lot of these things can be used effectively um yeah. because at the end of the day what you want is a close game um 30k yeah, is not really a tournament game competitive is still on that that 40k side uh and i mean just walk walk into that room at lvo and most of the people there are just looking stressed out mm. <laughs> That's, well, I mean, that's not I mean, what I want. <laughs> I did. I, I I was one of those guys that was more on the competitive side of 30k. Um, I did it for quite some time. Sorry, optimized. I mean, yep. I played Thousand Suns and I optimized the hell out of them. Yeah. I, I and I also did play them differently than most people, and it it, it worked out really, really well for me. Uh, and we'll discuss that. We can discuss that. Like, I could probably do a whole podcast on thousand suns lists and well i mean we'll get there we'll get there we'll definitely get there when we get to the prospero black book oh Um, yeah yeah i mean i i I wouldn't worry about it about it too much there um i mean there's i i know if you do have like a narrative lit or sorry a competitive list request i I think radio free s van could probably help you out with that i know ryan's really good at that kind of thing um even though he prefers narrative uh he, he has a pretty good understanding of optimizing base value like optimization mm. and um you know what units can do this better etc uh, but i mean that's that's not what we do here so uh we, we can't help you out with that but we can, we can help you up with primark lists uh narrative mm-hmm. lists and, and i mean realistically we're doing tactical reviews of all the lists that we do because um, mm. we discuss how we think they'll work and how they'll go so just stay tuned um and i'm sure you'll hear stuff that you like yeah um what would you like to see in the new book and when do you expect it to drop uh i i think we'll see the next book in the, like within this year oh yeah because um, it's they're it's dropping a lot of hints yeah well i mean they also they don't produce the book in in england no. right no. so i mean those i'm sure the factory that was making the book didn't get retooled um the way the paint factory and stuff did so uh yeah. i mean 
I mean, we'll see. We'll see those new Legion units. We'll see those new Night Lords units. We'll see. I expect probably some new Rites of War, um, some new extra stuff for Legion Astartes in general, just like we got in Book Eight. But think I think it'll gonna... be more around Rite of Wars. Do you think we'll see all six wings of the Dark Angels? I think you... they said. I think they said that there will be a Rite of War that you can use to represent each wing of the Dark Angels. Oh. So I think I think probably we'll probably have like another two for the Dark Angels exclusively, and then I think we might get another two which will be generalized, but which okay. could still be used to make the other two wings. Yeah, um, I hear you. Yeah, like I have a feeling that the Dread Wing, I mean, it it might get its own, but I, I would hope that they would take that opportunity to make a general destroyer one because I would yeah. love to love to do one where I can use destroyers as troops. That I think mm. can really shake up my deliverers list. I mean, I have, I have myself like I have a Raven, uh, Raven Wing l- list. I have, I think about seventy five percent of the models. It's expensive list to build. I yeah. mean, Skimtar jet bikes are not cheap, and so I'm still like that's something I'm still slowly working on. Um, and then I have my, I have my Green Wing, and then. I uh, will eventually, hopefully, the Iron do... Wing. Yeah, the Iron Wing. Sorry. Yeah, you can definitely run an Iron Wing. Um, eventually, I have enough Terminators. I could probably do a Death Wing. Yeah. Like I, I think I'm sitting at. Well, there's 15 Terminators right there. Yeah, because I think <laughs> they mentioned is that the Dark Angels are going to have an ability for their Praetor to kind of choose a wing. Yeah, and so that I think is how they'll get it to pour down to make the other wings. Yeah, uh, the, general, the general rights of war. You got ten thousand yeah. points, man. There's not a wing in there you can't make. You're <laughs> right. And the yeah. thing is, is once once more of those new models come out, I'm just going to get more of them. So my my dark yeah. angels are just going to keep expanding. I love yeah, exactly. them. They're my army of choice. Even yep. though I don't play them too much because they don't really have all the rules yet. So when they do That's drop right. with all the rules, <laughs> See them next year, next year's international events, probably. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. So. Yeah, would love to hear about your future for the hobby. I mean, right now, book eight. <laughs> Sorry, book nine. Book book nine. Um, yeah, book eight's already out. Uh, book nine, baby, and then uh, I'm hoping Siege of Terror will be after that. But I think we'll probably have Beta Garmin. Oh yeah. Will be will be a book, and then we'll probably have like Outer Solar War, and uh, or like the. Civil War of Mars, I think, would probably be a black book. And then I think we'll see probably two to three books for the Siege of Terror. We'll probably have like one for Lionsgate Spaceport, one's for one for like um General Wall, like initial mm-hmm. landing, one for Lionsgate yeah. Spaceport, and then probably one for Eternity Gate. Would be my guess. What about That'd what about horse ship? That's true. What do you think? Uh, maybe, we'll we'll have to dig into this one on another episode. Yeah, we could, we could, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's an episode yeah. unto itself. Yeah, that, that, that could, yeah, that could be a long episode. Uh, <laughs> we'll be here all night when we get to some horse. Uh, I'd like to hear how you think other legions should be changed to make them more in line with newer legions. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's just kind of readjusting some of the points. I, I don't, I don't see a lot of issue with a lot of the other, the older legions. I think it's mm. just point values. Um, it's, uh, it's not that things got too powerful, I don't think. It's that they became too cheap for what they're doing, mm. which was the same the same issue that the custodies had when they came out. It's not that they were overpowered; it's that they were undercosted. And I think, it, and and my reasoning behind that is 
Sekhmet Terminators cost like less than a Phoenix Terminator, or the mm. same, or like the same price, I think, um, like on a, on a per model basis. And and Sekhmet's two wound and Phoenix Terminators are one. So yeah. just look. I mean, yeah, we we could go through that on another episode. We could wish list a bunch of stuff. Um, I mean, one of the biggest things for me would be start throwing out the uh, Demon Primarchs, mm-hmm. Angron. Yeah, that'd be good for future. Yeah, and for vamping up some of the older legions too. Well, yeah. you know, after listening to Betrayer, I mean, Angron yeah. was a a demon before he got to Terra. Uh, like, all of them except for Perturabo and Horus were because Horus is kind of like ever chosen. Yeah. Um, so he, he's yeah. not really a demon primarch. He's kind of just anyways, well, yeah. We'll save that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Again, we will Spoilers. go. Um, <laughs> I'd love to hear about the reverse allegiance 30k theory crafting, as in what would if Horus would remain loyal and Sanguinius would betray it. Yeah, uh, Age of Darkness has a lot of really good episodes on that. Um, mm. A lot of good alternate heresy. Uh, I'm sure we'll get into it at some point. We'll probably workshop one um, the next time they do they do theirs, so that we can send it in for a contest. But yeah, they do a contest out of it. Uh, and then the Dornian Heresy. Just Google the Dornian Heresy. That's a really cool read uh, if you haven't read it yet. Um, Maybe some closer insight into New Syria and Angron. Uh, I mean, we could do some lists for that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we can talk about how to bring like some of the scenes from Betrayer to the tabletop. Yeah, because you know it's funny as I was listening to Betrayer again this week, and I was at the New Syria part, and just it, you can hear how broken Angron is. Yeah. yeah. Um. Um. Cool. More stuff about world eaters and word bearers. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, uh, I'd like to hear about the Mechanicum after the Horus Heresy. That'd be cool. Uh, listen to the binary succession. Uh, that really gives you an insight into what happens to them after the Horus Heresy. Uh, I mean, they, they split during the Heresy and they stay split. So, I mean, the Mechanicum becomes the Adeptus Mechanicus during the Heresy. Mm-hmm. And that happens in the binary succession. That'll, that'll give you a lot of details on that astral painting. And mm-hmm. then... Uh, the dark, the new mechanicum, or the true mechanicum, or the dark mechanicum, depending on where you're standing, um, they go into the Ayaterra and just kind of continue being heretical. Mm. Uh, yeah, in-depth Death Guard origins and legion structure. We'll definitely talk about a little bit of that um, when we get actually in one of the the sooner episodes rather than later because they are book one mm-hmm. changes in lead structure after joining their primark um yeah yeah we can probably work some of those in uh mm-hmm. using the legions in an unconventional way uh that's all we do baby yeah that's um, that's our bread yeah, and butter that's right we're going to talk about that a couple times today dark angels mm-hmm. tactics uh yeah i mean craig will talk about that when those come out yeah, um, oh yeah. he'll be all over it uh talk about what a new edition of horse heresy might be like since ninth's got me excited for 40k i think horse heresy needs a refresher six slash seventh rules are so dated at this point that's a very <laughs> uh what's that mean why would you say something so brave yet so so controversial yeah. um <laughs> uh, i figured that would yeah. trigger a lot of people in the heresy community because i feel like the reason why a lot of not so much i guess not all of us but i feel like a good portion of the people will have stuck with horse heresy because the rules Ninth are... might work really well for it. We can't we can't speculate on that um, because eighth I don't think would have. Uh, I know that there was some fan made eighth edition rules. Mm. Um, it would definitely speed the game up, which would help. Um, but I think that they fixed a lot of that kind of stuff for ninth. So why don't we why don't we wait? Uh, 
you know, I'll take a look at ninth edition and then we can kind of talk about like, could heresy come into ninth edition and could it work for me? The biggest rule change I want to fix the psychic phase. Uh, it's a mess. Uh, I don't it like is. the battery thing. Uh, hmm. I think, oh, I, think you I use that to full effect. Yeah. Everybody does when you're Amper's children. <laughs> you mean, you mean thousands uh, of sons. Yeah, that's what I meant. Thousands of Um <laughs> I, for one, would love a discussion of chapters who killed off or banished their Terran contingents when they reunited with their primarchs. Um, Iron Warriors and Raven Guard in particular come to mind. Uh, yeah, I mean, we can talk about it in the Iron Warriors episode. The Raven Guard didn't really... I mean, they, they kind of indirectly killed off their Terran guys. They didn't banish them. Um, a lot of them were put in the Vanguard deployment for Gate 42. Mm. Uh, which where Horace was like, hey, Raven Guard, just storm this front gate, um, even though it's not what you're good at. <laughs> um, but uh, we can talk about that some more when we get to the Raven Guard episode. Yeah. Uh, I want you guys to cover the invasion of 500 worlds. Yeah, I mean, when we get to word bearers and stuff, we can definitely chat about, um, you know, or, or we can we can talk about kind of how to bring some of the scenes of Betrayer into mm-hmm. uh, in, into the tabletop. Uh, Void Warfare, yeah. Yeah. Um, once we actually get playing some ZM games again. Solar well, Auxilia, yeah, close to my heart. We'll talk about them at some point. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to hear some themed lists and discussion about using alternative theme lists, such as Dark Compliance and Shattered Legions. All we do, baby. Well, stay stay we'll, tuned, Dark Mages. Uh, yeah, stay tuned. We'll get into that. Trust us. Speculation on future heresy models. Do that in episode two. We can do that in the same episode after, like, Ninth Ed comes out, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get a chance to look at that. We can talk about will it translate, and then you know future models that we'd like to see. I know you mentioned, uh, I know you mentioned the um, demon primarchs. Uh, yeah. Future rule changes, same same thing. Just covered that. Painting eyes, super easy. Um, mm. Hard, uh, there's tons of tutorials on YouTube. Yeah, tons, tons of tutorials. My advice: paint the eyes black and then put two white dots in the corners. Uh, wet blending, we already did that uh, to the best of our ability. Uh, how <laughs> 3D printing can impact the hobby. Um, I mean, it's just going to have more cooler conversions out there, man. It's a good thing. And I would say debate whether Lorgar was wrong or not. I can tell you right now, he was. Oh, he was. That's Um, not a debate. (laughs) No, no, it is not. Um, Right on. Uh, Okay. So thanks again, guys. Uh, Yeah. We we couldn't kind of knock out of the park here today, but um, why don't we take a quick break? And then we'll come back with uh, the listener list and um, some ways to pull some unique Sons of Horus units from the box. Yeah.
And we're back. All right. Uh, welcome back, listeners. Um, we're going to get into a listener list request. Uh, so Jordan's written in, and he said, Hey, guys, with Dark Angels coming out, uh, I'm pretty pumped to get a new army on the table and fully painted. Uh, I want to be a little bit different, though, as I like Luther and not the lion. He's a dick. God <laughs> damn you, Jordan. Uh, yeah, so I was wondering if you could help me make some cool themes to run. Um, some Luther's angels uh, that still might be effective. Yeah. <laughs> I threw, I threw oh. up a little in my mouth. <laughs> oh, I threw up a little. Uh, I like it. I like it. Cause it's, it's something different. Um, and that's, that's what I'm all about. And, mm-hmm. uh, so I mean, pretty safe bet. Luther's going to be, um, traitor. Uh, so you're going to want him in there for starters. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'll have master of the Legion for sure. No yep. questions there. Um, nope. he'll probably be, He'll probably be something like uh, Corifaron stat line, I would think, because he, yeah, he's not full boosted late. Yeah, yeah, he's not uh, full space marine. No, like he got gene therapy and stuff. He, I, except I think he'll have better weapon skill because he was already sublime. Yeah, sublime swordsman. So he'll be pretty close to. Now here's like, the here's the question. Just sorry to cut you off, but do you think he's yeah. going to be empowered by chaos? I don't think he will, because I'm, like, I mean, it, even in, in spoiler, I guess, in Heralds of the Siege, in the short story there, mm-hmm. he still hasn't, like, properly fallen to chaos yet. Mm-hmm. Um, Just whispers he, in his ear. Yeah, like, the Ouroboros is, is in there. I think we have to wait and see, really, on, on how things develop. But I don't think he'll have empowerment by chaos yet. Um, mm-hmm. That, I think, is, like, that's more of, like, a scouring thing. Right, because mm. uh, the lion does start to head for Terra, I think, and then I think once he gets there and fixes that, and then he goes back to Calaman, and then he's like, well, "What the fuck happened here?" Um, <laughs> and uh, so I, I don't think we'll see him right now be empowered by chaos. I think he'll just be normal. Um, and uh, so I mean, you're gonna want to have him in there. Alternate, like additional HQs, I would probably. Regardless of which way you go, because I got a couple ideas for you, um, I would probably convert up um, a librarian for Zahariel, because mm-hmm. Zahariel is fucking sweet, mm-hmm. uh, and it would it would fit. And I'm sure Luther's not. I mean, he's doing his own thing. He's seceded from the Imperium. Yeah, I'm sure he's not listening to the Edict of Nikia anymore. No. Uh, no. So uh, use Zahariel. Like, if Zahariel isn't a character in the Black Books, which I'm not expecting him to be. I don't um, he, he could be, um, but I mean, I, I think we'll probably see like just some random loyalist character, and then probably Luther, Luther is the, the and, one. Yeah. Um, and I, I would kind of use those as your as your HQ units, and then kind of build around that. Mm-hmm. Um, the the two thoughts that I've got, the first one is around kind of neophytes. Yeah, because uh, Luther was sent back to the planet to kind of train the new legionaries, um, train yes. new recruits. Yes, and and no, but I do hear. I'm 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 willing to hear what your your thoughts are on this. I mean, it was on paper. That's why he was being sent back, right? Um, yeah, I really, mean, he well, got sent back because he made an attempt on the lion's life. But <laughs> dick move. Oh, uh, that's beside the point. Um, no, what I'm saying is, uh, most of the Marines that were left on Caliban were from Caliban. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of them that got sent back were, but they're also training new recruits while they're yes, there. Yes, this is true. I mean, this that's, is true. That's yeah. kind of what, that's their 
quote unquote mandate. Um, mm. So yeah, we we know that most most legions and most chapters in 40k put their neophytes into the recon companies. Yeah. Uh, so recon company, I think, is an excellent excellent way to start if you want to go go through that that route. And then you could also I'm a big fan of the vigilator. So you can throw a mm. vigilator. Um, and then start the vigilator on the table in scout armor. Mm. Uh, I, I think that could be cool. And then you know you, you can have a pretty nasty close combat vigilator at that point. Um, but equip them with melta bombs. Kind of do however however you want to do. You could do sniper rifles if you wanted to. Yeah. I'm not sure if we'll have like a right of war that will give you some outflank capability. But if you do, if, if we do, even better. So maybe we can revisit this once kind of the the full rules come out. Yeah, I think uh, I think that would be one of the things we could definitely do is revisit once the rules are out. I mean, yeah. with, with what with, what information we have now, like a recon, the recon company is definitely a great one for sure. Yep, yep. I think I would throw I think I would throw Luther and Zahariel with some Order Knights. Um, toss them in like a Spartan or a Land Raider, mm-hmm. uh, and then have them rock around as kind of like a pseudo Death Star unit. Um, at the very least, you'll pull a lot of attention, which will give you a lot of strategic value with that. Um, especially with the recon company. And then you can just be grabbing objectives with your recon Marines. Yeah. Um, and then uh, th- they'll have to come on from reserves. You could even throw them in a storm Eagle if you wanted to. Um, and then, uh, and then you, you've got a lot more flexibility on where they come in. Cause you could deep strike that. Um, and then, then it fits the theme of not really leaving the planet, but having rapid deployment around the planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, yeah, I, I like that. Um, cause you're, you're going to have to keep most of your stuff in reserves anyway, especially any heavy support, support choices. So, um, I think, I think that could work really well. There's, there's a lot to build out around that. And then I, I would probably just flavor in bikes, um, Yeah. just, just to fill it up or, you know, I, I, you could throw a tax squad in there if you wanted, or a veteran tax squad with weapon masters, um, throw that in a land raider. Maybe, um, you could, you could buff up on land raiders. Um, yeah. To really support the the recon company, and you could just go like minimum strength squads with the recon company. Um, yeah, so I mean that that's kind of my first idea for that one. The other one I've got is uh, because Luther's probably going to be traitor. Mm-hmm. He's going to be. I'm, I mean, almost certainly he's going to be traitor. Um, you you get access to a couple of traitor right of wars with that. So the the other one that I really like it follows a very similar operational use to the recon company but it would be sacrificial offering um so the reason for that is that a lot of the order knights are going to be in the fortress monastery they're going to be doing their own thing but Mm -hmm. as like let's say you're replaying when the line comes back you're going to have caliban jaggers kind of on the outside perimeters um in in Scions are the perfect model for this. Um, give them like make them grenadiers. You can give them extra close combat weapons. Um, mm-hmm. You can give them feral warriors that their weapon skill for, and I don't know alchem jackers or or survivors of the dark age if you want to be a little more durable. Yeah. Um, but survivors of the dark age are starting to get a little expensive with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could make a pretty cool human order knight out of like you could use a crusader model, nice and easy. You can use yep. the you know, use the shield as as his cyber familiar and iron halo, and now he's got a three plus save, just like a storm shield crusader, and then give him a power sword, um, and and you've you've got an excellent option uh, yeah. for a force commander. 
And then you have to take a fortification with that, I believe. Um, if you don't, take one anyway. <laughs> and just a 50-point Aegis defense line. Um, park your, your Jaegers behind it. Give them LAS rifles so that they've got 30-inch shooting range. Yeah. Right? They're Jaegers. They're Caliban monster hunters. Like, they're having a long-range rifle makes sense for them. Um, and then once once those Marines get within 15-inch range, it's going them down. Uh, yeah don't take any transports for them or, or i wouldn't anyway i would just probably make them 20 man blobs which are still cheap even for grenadiers it's like 150 yeah. points or something um and uh and then you know, a couple plasma guns or a couple melted guns or whatever you want yeah. in there uh for flavor add for flavor. um yeah exactly I, since since you're since it's, it's an allied contingent you're only going to be able to take two troop choices anyway uh, I would fill them both up with grenadiers just for mass. It's it's forty bodies, which is a lot, but it's cheap, and that yeah. leaves a lot of your it leaves a lot of your flexibility for using the rest of the army. And then everything in your primary detachment, which would be your dark angels, gains outflank. Mm -hmm. Right. So now you've if you've got Luther and those order knights and Spartan or Land Raider or whatever, yeah, now you've coming. got an outflanking Spartan <laughs> slash yeah, Land exactly. Um. Yeah, you've got you've got outflanking land raiders, outflanking rhinos, out whatever you want, right? Again, sprinkle in bikes for flavor, um, especially because they're on Caliban. They're not using horses anymore. Um, bikes for flavor. Uh, if you and if you wanted to, it may be a lot of conversion work, but you could do it. You could do Caliban Jaegers on horseback if you're using the more mm. rule set, because um, they do have a, a cavalry unit that you could do, but. Um, I would probably just stick with the Force Commander and the Grenadiers, mm -hmm. put them in an Aegis defense line. If you've got the points for it, throw the, the quad cannon or the las gun on mm -hmm. it, so that way one guy can shoot that, give you a little bit more of a punch. And then now you've got perfect maneuverability for an army that needs to be in close combat. You've dodged moving all the way up the field. Yeah. Right. Uh, agree, yeah. So, 100%. Yeah, I think, I think that's how I would theme it. I, I think it themes very well. Um, Although, yes, it's called Sacrificial Offering. Uh, the, the bonuses to this is you're not going to lose victory points, or you're not going to give up victory points for having those those allied units destroyed. Yeah. Um, but it's it's not, you know, since you're not restricted to taking those, those sort of evil um, provenances for the Imperial Army, yeah. uh, you can make a really thematic force of Caliban Jaggers. They're going to look like miniature knights because they've got those knight-looking carapace armor um and it's it's going to fit very well give you the maneuverability uh as kind of a, a fast riding cavalry which i feel is is really how the, the dark angels would behave when operating with caliban jaggers yeah um yeah so i mean that that's anything on that that you would change or, or any ideas that you've got that would kind of be a little bit different no all i'm thinking about is how i'd counter it <laughs> um orbital assault exactly that's exactly where my mind was i was just like drop pods everywhere just yeah. drop pods. because now now you're kind of around that that ages defense line and yeah and you're just gunning in and and you know that those guys aren't going to charge you so yeah even if they do who cares they're fucking just flesh bag mortals yes yeah, so <laughs> you were talking and i was listening to what you were saying i was like okay how am i going to counter that Ooh, what would i do there Ooh, i need drop pods looks like i'm buying drop pods for my dark angels because i'm going to screw over jordan <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i'm going to bring i'm going to bring luther to heal yeah. we'll see he's got zaharial oh. with him i like zaharial um <laughs> 
I'm a big fan of them. Yeah. Uh, it, make, it makes me want to do a Luther's Luther's Nights. I'm not gonna, but makes, makes me want to just because I like Sahara. Because <laughs> I mean, we won't go down that rabbit hole, but I think he's actually the 40k cipher. I, me, and you have talked about again. We'll save that for later. Yeah, that could be a long <laughs> conversation. Yeah, yeah, right on. So, uh, yeah, hope, hope that helped, Jordan. Thanks, thanks yeah. for writing. If, if anyone else has kind of a, a, a list or, or wants some help, kind of coming up with a unique theme and a unique right of war that they want to use, or or something that's a little bit different from from the standard net list, like mm. send us an email, deathbetrayal at gmail dot com, or send us a you know a message on Facebook, um, facebook dot com slash at dav podcast. Um, or Instagram, uh, Death and Betrayal 30K, and just send mm. us a DM on there. Just let us know, um, you know, what you're looking for, and, and, and we'd be happy to to help you out. Yeah, give us give us a few guidelines just so we 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 know what you're actually looking for, and we're not just going off and creating our own list for you. But if you're if you have a theme or an idea that you want us to flush out for you, just uh, yep. give us a yeah, we can do some, that too. some direction, right? Yep. Uh, or just say like, hey guys, I'm buying thing. Go hog wild. Um, and just let let my creative brain get going. Yeah. <laughs> right on. So, uh, okay, so um, yeah, hashtag return to Istvan. Uh, so we're gonna kind of go through the black books. Um, we're not gonna do like an in depth on the lore and the history. Uh, again, lots of guys do that really well. Um, mm. We're gonna kind of tell you how to bring some of those exemplary battles, how to make something unique on the tabletop. Um, both for Istvan, and then uh, you know, maybe maybe we'll have some ideas on how to grow that in, into a larger a larger theme force. Yeah. Um, so it, I mean, quick background. I'm sure you guys know it, but uh, you know, they, originally they were the Luna Wolves. They were responsible for the pacification of Luna. Mm-hmm. Um, they were they were one of the most reliable and, and initially used for um, you know shock assaults and overwhelming warfare uh, during the U- late stage unification wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the emperor and they were kind of known known as the emperor's wolves um mm-hmm. at that point in time uh obviously the emperor's wolves change over time but uh very similar in nature and, and very similar in in a lot of respects um so I, I think that's why you get such a such a unique interaction between the first two primarchs found because at the end yeah. of the day they were both wolves but they were different kinds of wolves yeah um so I mean, with with the Terrans, the the first thing that comes to mind, obviously, is you could do a Luna Wolves horse. Um, if if you were going to do that, that would translate really well to uh, to Istvan three because they do declare themselves Luna Wolves while they're on they the do. surface. Yep. Um, and uh, you're going to have restriction to a lot of the things that that you would have in Istvan three. Um, so I mean, if if you wanted to start with that, paint them up as Luna Wolves. I always like seeing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that they won't wouldn't necessarily have access to paint stations um, no. on Isvan three, but I don't care, man. R- rule of cool, um, and and it'll it'll help make it easier to distinguish on the table, the tabletop. Uh, well, another, but another thing you could do is defile the Eye of Horus. Yes, something to to yep. make it like they they've scratched it off, they've dug at it, they've gouged it, they've you know just renounced their loyalty to Horus and are now the Lunar Wolves again. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think I think if this was a project that you wanted to take beyond that and you did want to paint them up as Luna Wolves, um, you could definitely make them as a you know, an early crusade force or you yeah. could make them uh, as the unification unification forces and then track down that guy that's I can't remember who's doing it, but he's he's made some really cool Thunder Warrior conversions to track that guy down and have a game. Mm. <laughs> and uh, just wipe them out. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, again, much like wolves, they came from hunter clans and, um, you know, they, they also kind of, they came from a subplate, um, some subplate, uh, ghettos as well. So yeah. even the, even the original Terrans came from a very similar environment that you saw in Cthonia. Uh, so that, that again lends itself to kind of that techno barbarian outfit, that techno barbarian lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So yeah. chain axes, um, you, you could copy what I'm doing a little bit with my wolves. Um, although I'm using a little more of the dwarf axes, mm -hmm. uh, but you know you can take the Chaos Marauder kits. You can work those in as close combat weapons for your despoilers. Yeah. Um, you know they they especially during um, unification they made rapid use of Storm Eagles and and Lightning Primaris fighters. So good excuse to use Angel's Wrath there. Um, and uh, bikes actually would fit quite well. I, I haven't. I don't think I've seen too many of the the two bike ride wars available for Sons mm. of Horus. But I mean that 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 would that would lend itself to a great great theme, um, not just for for Luna Wolves, but for um, Sons of Horus in general. And actually, you you could make some some use of those uh, in a Centurion list as yeah. well. Um, while while we're on the topic, kind of of uh, of modeling, um, you know, making those kind of barbarian looking weapons, and actually that would fit really well. Um, let's 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 take a quick step back. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about some of the hobby options, I guess, a little bit later. But uh, if you were going to make like an early crusade or unification wars, Luna Wolves, um, I would definitely make use of fast, fast deployment. But I would avoid things like drop pods um, because they, they wouldn't have those on Terra during the unification. No, no, they wouldn't. They wouldn't need them, right? No, no. Um, so then, you know, they kind of, they find Chthonia, they find, uh, Horus and then they, they kind of come in, uh, and then things change a little bit, but not too much. And that's, that's evident by the fact that there's still a lot of Terrans when, you know, uh, when Horus, in Horus Rising, for example, and there's yeah. still a lot of Terrans climbing the ranks, like, uh, um, uh, not Caro, uh, Loken is Terranborn. Yes, Loken is Terranborn. Right. So, um, it, it fits a flips over quite easy um so you know if, if if you're going for a heavy chthonian theme um the reavers are kind of came out of that those are kind of a, a unit that was more more brought about by by horus mm. um but chthonia is it's a very harsh world um yeah. there's kind of, and and everything's run by these techno barbarian gangs yeah. so the gangs tend to fall into two kind of sections um, one that's, it's very much about shock and awe, brutality, sending a message, hitting fast, showing your strength mm. and raw, raw, raw. Um, the other one is in, I, actually you, you could draw parallels to Necromunda on this. The first one's kind of like very fast moving Goliath, kind yeah. of a mix between Goliath and Escher. And then, uh, the second one's much more stealthy, um, they like to send messages, but they send them in a much more subdued manner. And, you know, if, again, if we're pulling that Necromunda kind of parallel, then, then it would be a lot more like House to Lock. Um, and, uh, and that, that if you're going for a Sons of Horus Chthonian theme, can give you two kind of themes to build off of. So the first one is fast and potent, like high violence, high, <laughs> just ultra violence and mm. grim industrial weaponry. So, I, I would try. I would probably try to build my my army around um, reavers and destroyers, 
and and maybe some volkite squads or something that you can mix in there so uh i mean drop soul vanguard comes to mind mm -hmm. right um especially when you're getting the plus ballistic skill to bolt weapons in, in close range uh you're gonna land um the assault squads can kind of buffer you giving giving you that uh, snapshot within 12 inches um but then when they actually land their bolt pistols are going to do more damage than on average um and maybe throw some some plasma or some bolt kites or pentas or something on the sergeants yeah uh, and then then melt a bombs and then back that up with jump pack reavers I know that they can take Volkite Chargers, but um, can Volkite Reavers take Volkite Serpentas? I don't think so. Okay. Um, I mean, that, that that would have been my my suggestion just from thematic, because, I mean, now, now you're shooting on fives and you're wounding on like threes yeah. with the flag rate. Like, that's pretty nasty, and you're up close and personal, and that's, that's what you want to be, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and then destroyers because they don't really care. They're they're ultra violent, and it's going to help those chain axes on the reefers just wound on twos. Um, so it's going to make things real nasty. Uh, yeah, I mean the the other option you could do there obviously you drop pot assault, um, and you could you could achieve a similar a similar use um, with reefers and destroyers, and then you could put Volkite charger support squads. Uh, and tactical squads in there and have them kind of draw the line and tie things up while you um, maybe start the reavers in your deployment zone and use the jump packs to spear up the front. Okay. Yeah, the, the other the other option for stealth, the stealthy kind of like fear gangs, um, seekers, vigilators, scouts. Uh, you could do a recon company that could work mm -hmm. very well for that. Um, bikes, I think, would fit quite well here as well. Yeah, you can well, hit and run tactics. Exactly. You can outflank them. Um, you can kind of set up uh, maybe, yeah, I mean, I like the scouts because they can infiltrate. They're already there. Um, but again, I mean, you could you could use um, could use jet bikes and you could do drop uh, orbital assault. This one, too. Right. Okay. Uh, you don't you don't expect they're coming, but pop, 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 pop. so that, that's kind of how I would theme it around. You know, first, if, if do you want to do kind of Terran and kind of how the Terran um, sections we're operating, or do you kind of want to do it more Sons of Horus, more Chthonian themed? Um, because if if you, they tended to have a bit of disdain for each other for the most part. Um, the Chthon and that comes from the Chthonian gangs, like yeah. just in rivalry. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, and and you can see a little bit of that actually between the Destroyer Sergeant and Loken um, in the beginning of Horus Rising. Yes. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and then, yeah, I mean, Angel's Wrath is a good one for, for if you're doing that Terran, um, a Terran theme as well. Um, the the big point here is you you want to be overwhelming, you want to be fast, and you want to have some nasty ass weaponry on it. So, I mean, I like bikes with jet with like either jet bikes with the Volkite cal um, culverins or mm. um, outriders with plasmas. I think both speak really well to they hit fast, they hit hard, and they have very little regard for whoever's on the receiving end of it. Yep. No, I hear you. Yep. Uh, drop knots uh, and warmongers would obviously fit in that, that category very well. Um, so, I mean, add those in for flavor. Uh, Flamestorm cannon, pretty nasty, pretty low regard for human life. I, I think, I, you know, we talked a lot about those in the last episode. I think they fit in there well. They, and, and Death Storm drop pods as well. Right. Um, but one thing to note is that uh, Horus did really favor tactical squads. Yes. Uh, and 
and particularly in the despoiler pattern of tactical squads, um, as did the the White Scars and actually the Iron Warriors, which which I did not know uh, until I actually kind of dug into this. Um, the White Scars I can definitely see, but I, I was surprised about the Iron Warriors. Um, you know, but it, it makes sense when you think about it because it's it's all about tearing fortresses down. Yeah, and you know what's better than just dropping a bunch of guys ready for close combat. So that that actually makes a lot of sense to me. Um, and then uh, the this, there's actually there's a nice easy one that you can do that's actually listed right in the black book and it tells you precisely how to break it down and how to model it. Um, and that's the seventeenth company of the Sons of Forest. Um, are you familiar with these guys? Nope. No. No, I'm not. So these these guys, uh, I mean, there's not really any background given to them, but there's their their um their company breakdown so one thing to note is that although the sons of horus have quite a bit of marines there's they're numbered some at the time the outbreak of the heresy there's somewhere between 130 and 170,000 on the books but it's suspected that there could be upwards of 200,000 so there, there's okay. that they've potentially been hiding but despite that all of their their units and all of their companies are like random numbers of of, uh, of marines in them so they they branch anywhere from like 32 marines in a full company to like 960 in a company oh wow yeah <laughs> so pretty obscure but you can transfer that to the tabletop by creating like um you know squads that aren't at maximum capacity or at five uh and this is something that i actually i do in my wolves list um which fits because they're so close uh you know i have terminator squads that aren't a full 10 and i've got um I've got veteran squads that are, you know, not a full ten. There, there are numbers in between five and ten, uh, and it just adds a little bit of individuality and, and looks a little bit different. And you, you could do that to save points here and there um, in the the Sons of Horus, which would again add add a lot of theme to it. But with the Seventeenth Company, there's 205 Marines, of which about a hundred of them are tactical Marines. So nice and easy. Uh, you just got to buy ten boxes of Mark IV armor. Just ten boxes. <laughs> Yeah, just ten boxes in Mark IV armor, um, and then uh, there's two veteran squads. So, you know, anywhere between ten and twenty, um, you could put in there. I I I kind of framed it out as twenty. There's three recon squads. So you know, again, we we talked a little bit about those stealth gangs. So yeah. I feel I'm starting to feel like this one kind of fits into that. So you could build them, you put the, the tacticals and rhinos, have those three recon squads infiltrating up, kind of setting the show, and then starting things going. Uh, and then you've got one heavy support squad. Uh, since we know that they like overwhelming and violent firepower, I would recommend Volkite Culverins or Plasma Cannons. But I like okay. the Volkite Culverin because of range. I, yeah, I hear you, but I'm a fan of Plasma myself. Yeah. Uh, well, it's because you're a Dark Angels fan, right? <laughs> I am. A, I love the plasma. Yeah, and then they it's cited as just having multiple support batteries. So, I mean, sprinkle it in for flavor. If you're using quad mortars, laser destroyers, rapiers, uh, or medusas, it's two marines on each. Um, so, I mean, you're going to need about 20 of them <laughs> at that point. But, I mean, if if, if you're really ambitious, uh, you know, and you want to do something kind of like, I, I know Ryan over at Radio Free SVN once did like a full company, full battle company of salamanders, like down to the marine. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, if you're a real purist and you only want to collect one army, like this is something I could see. Um, actually, I know Chris Charon is trying to do a full company. 
He's not doing yes. specifically this one, but he is doing full battle company. So, I mean, if you're someone that, you know, you don't really know where to go with it, but you want to do a full battle company, nice, easy place to start 17th company in Sons of Horus. Mm-hmm. So you've got your format. You you know which right of war you, you want to go with. You know which theme you want to go with now. So how do you translate that onto the tabletop? How do you make it look a little bit different? How do you make it interesting? Right. Uh, so the first thing we kind of covered was, all right, you know, you can do random squad sizes, things like that. And that actually helps because a lot of the Sons of Horse can have squad sizes of 15. Um, I can't remember what the Jesteran go to, but it's like a weird number too. <laughs> uh, 12. Yeah, exactly. 11 or 12. I think it's 12. So, I mean, exactly, right? Same sort of thing. You can have random squad numbers, and, and that's built right into the rules. Uh, so why not lean into that, right? Steer into the skid. Mm-hmm. Uh, go with the spoilers, because you're saving the two points. Uh, and you're going to want to be up and close anyway, especially with the bonus for shooting up close with Sons of Horus. Um, you, you're going to want them to be close. So the spoilers fit. They, they fit well. Um the uh, the Sons of Horus were also known for wolf pelts, but only on their officers. Mm-hmm. So decorate your sergeants up with some wolf pelts. Decorate them up with, uh, you know, whether they're Terran born or not. Decorate them up a little bit with, um, uh, I, I feel like chainmail. Like you, you can get like a press pad for chainmail. I feel like that would fit really well too. Um, anything that kind of has that shock and horror fasted in your face kind of kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, fits with these guys really really well um the the other thing you could do is uh, i think the palatine blade would make would make good base models because a lot of them have those little tiny discs on them and uh the sons of horus are known for using mirror coins and uh even even if they have to leave a dead comrade behind they'll put mirror coins on the eyes yeah yeah so again, just an interesting way that you can kind of kind of make it your own, and and that that obviously would be more Chthonian. Um, but the officers can can be nice and easy on both. Um, from there, uh, what what one thing you can do as well? Um, gang sigils still persisted, so on especially on the Chthonian side. Mm-hmm. And they so, and they have a lot of those symbols in on the uh, transfer sheet, the decal sheet from Forge World perfect even easier right so um hit hit them with some of those gang sigils uh so that they you can use that as squad um squad markings uh instead um instead of just like ones or twos or or whatever um nice easy way to individualize it and then uh can't see where i wrote it down i think it's over it's over the left eye i believe but um, once they've been blooded, quote unquote, mm-hmm. uh, they mark their helmets with a scratch over over their left eye. I think okay. it is. Um, and so that's a nice, easy way to, to spice up your vets, uh, spice up your sergeants. Just add that little that little weathering chip, that purposeful scratch over the eye, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and and you'll you'll get a little bit of flavor, a little bit of flavor in there. So if if I was going return to Istvan, if I'm going Terranborn, um, I'm probably gonna have more tacticals with bolters, mm-hmm. uh, especially because you're probably gonna want those traitor sons of Horus because the Cathony ones are probably gonna be coming at you fast and hard. Mm-hmm. You're probably gonna want to be set up in a way that you can kind of counter that. 
Um, so I would probably go tactical marines with bolters, um, and then close combat weapons as well if if you want to. Um, and then you know things like Volkite heavy support squads would work well in, in that that theme as well. Um, you can take those in Centurion no problem, and then maybe some bikes uh, to give you a little bit of outflank. So that way, as they kind of close in on you, you can kind of swoop around on the side. And then uh, obviously Loken, uh, or convert yourself up a Terek Torgaden and make mm. a make him a generic Praetor in terms of rule wise. But uh, yeah, I mean that's that's probably how I would go about it. Uh, yeah, scratch over the and and actually um, you can put kill markings on your chest as well. It's a common thing that the Chthonians did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, if if I was playing on the trader side though, um, again, I I personally I'd probably go for Reavers. They're thematic. They're cool. I would go for just Darren Terminators because um, you can almost bet that every single one of those guys probably would have stuck with a Baden. Oh yeah. Uh, you're going to want a Baden, obviously. <laughs> uh, one thing you could do is include a Warmonger with those Jesteran, because I don't... Or just, do Jesteran have teleportation strike just naturally? Uh, I would have to check. I would not take a Warmonger. I would not... I would completely cut out a Warmonger from any Isaban 3 list. It wasn't in the book. It wasn't in, it wasn't in the book, but I'm sure it was there. Like, the Warmonger is... It's someone that you know specializes in teleportation strikes, specializes in close range fighting. Um, they would have existed. I, it, it's well, not. I hear, I hear what you're saying. I do hear what you're saying. Yeah, obviously. yeah. It's it's not like inductee, which weren't weren't there. Yeah. Right. Um. And we knew, and, or you know, cacophony, which we know like those didn't come didn't until come later. Yeah, they didn't come out until the concert that happened after Istvan three, right? So like the. Units like that we know aren't there, but things that we can't for sure say aren't there, I think I think they're fair game, right? Because they, they would have been doing ship-to-ship fighting and boarding actions and teleportation strikes all the time. They're described in the Black Library novels. It's just yeah. it's a means to get it. Um, okay. yeah. obviously, yeah. obviously, I wouldn't do it if I was on the Loyalist side, because where's the teleportarium that I'm going to be set up in? Well, yeah, and that, that's the thing. Like, I mean... There are some things that we have to like. I would like to discuss with, about uh, loyalists, uh, sons of Horus, and how what what there would be limited to. There's things they would be limited; they would not have access to themselves. Yeah. So, I mean, why, why don't you run us through some of that? And maybe like, if you were going to do an Isman three list, like how how would you do it? Well, I mean, first off, air support is out the window. Yeah. You're not using drop pods. You are not using. Uh, flyers of any kind just forget it it's out the window yeah. um think along well, I mean, they're not in century either but i guess if you're yeah. playing big versions yeah well i mean that's just it. like i mean i know with return to istvan this one they're going to be focusing on a uh, centurion style games um but in general just out the window for any kind of any kind of flyer would just be out the window in my opinion uh i would also focus on the idea of defense. Yeah. So you're 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 the you're always you're always the defender. Just figure just assume you're the defender. You're not the one uh pushing the advance. You're always the one hunkering down in some kind of a you know in, in buildings and whatnot. So start looking at heavy weapon squads. Um you can your 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 dreadnoughts are gonna be on foot um 
again, maybe don't focus on close combat, more focus on fire support, loss of fire support. I mean, I'm not saying completely disregard uh, assaulting altogether. I'm just saying large, uneven numbered squads, whatnot, um, and, and aim for tactical squads. And I, I, if I had to guess, I'd say a more majority of the loyalist Marines were Terranborn. Yep. That would just Probably. be, that would be my guess. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it kind of points to that in, in Horus Rising, right? I mean, mm-hmm. uh, Loken's company is largely a tactical Marine company. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of his company was the one that was kind of deployed to, to his fan. Yeah. So I would say figure boots on the ground, uh, yep. limit dreadnoughts, uh, simply because they're, I'm, how can I put this? Like they're, uh, they're, well, they're, I mean, they're, they're Marines might have been loyalists, but they're not, the sons of horse are not just going to give out, you know, contempt or dreadnought body or uh frames just for free kind of thing like no but they they would have been they would have been already in them when they got deployed oh yeah 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 yeah. like violent or the unyielding comes to mind from the empress children like he he was down there on the surface so um, yeah what i'm saying is don't don't rely heavily or don't lean towards dreadnoughts because a large portion of dreadnoughts aren't going to be going down there yeah i wouldn't run like a company of the ancients yeah exactly um, which also, if you do that in Centurion, it's not It's a thick nice move. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I'd agree with that. Like, you know, maybe keep it to one, keep it to one dreadnought if you really wanted to bring one. And then quad mortars, quad rapiers, uh, yeah. things like that. Uh, probably uh, laser destroyers would be good too. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, other things you could look at are... Uh, harassing u- units that you can use to harass uh, land speeders, bikes. Um, yep. yeah, speeders would be good. Javelins would be great. Javelins would be great. Yeah, you get outflanks. So, I mean, like swing those around with the Tempest missiles, mm-hmm. maybe like a heavy flamer or something on the back end. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that you need to go full multi melta on the pencil just because I wouldn't expect to run into anything more than like one to two contemptors. Yeah. Um, and if you're shooting in the ass with those Tempest rockets, you're going to kill it anyway. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. So I, mean, I don't think I'd worry too, too much about that. But then, then you get the, the rate of fire from the heavy bolter, um, mm. which I, I think would help. Heavy bolter, heavy squads would actually be pretty good too. Um, now that I think about it, because they're, they're like heavy three and yeah. 36 inch range. Um, so I mean, a squad of 10 is going to throw down 30 shots. 36 inch range like mm. that'll help that'll help you like keep your your hunkered down squads uh covered um and you could probably set up some good kill boxes with it i would think um, yeah i mean you, just this sheer volume of fire right you're going to be forcing your opponent to roll and i i a 10 man devastator squad with all heavy bolters isn't that expensive point wise no ex- exactly right that kind of leaves you to, to put the points into into other units mm. um more scoring units uh things like that um, yeah, Volkite caliber squads, Volkite caliber support squad, I think fits quite well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that I use, but I haven't really seen too many other people use it because I there's one right of war, the Sons of Horus, and, and if you're if you're playing a defensive game, um, it's probably a good right of war to run. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's like the Long March or something like that. Yeah. Um, that it's called, and um, that gives you Relentless in your deployment zone. Yep. So uh, you can actually use the Volkite Caliber, which is 30 inch range, strength six, heavy two, mm-hmm. and you can move them around in the back line a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, I did that. I did. I used that exact tactic with my uh, with my last can destroyer or heavy heavy weapon squad. I, yeah, I, there I, you go. I, I kept them in cover, moved them out, fired at full effect. Yep. Yeah, I think I think that's a good one, right? And and I mean, it it just shows to the. I, I think I think the the point of that right of war is to be kind of um, demonstrative of their versatility. Their, yeah. yeah. These are elite soldiers. They know how to handle what they're using and what they're yeah, doing. Exactly. Right. Um, I, I, and I, what better to fit that than Terran veterans who've been doing this for 200 years? Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, for me, like, I look at, uh, like, you got, like, a, when it comes to the lore of the, the Sons of Horus, it doesn't matter if they're Terran born. Um, they were the best of the best. They were the best legion out there, and I think the Long March definitely reflects that. It also reflects a an emphasis on boots on the ground style of play, um, with and even like the rules that the the, the Sons of Horse and their uh, Right of War and their Legion rules specifically, they just it, it really leans into boots on the ground kind of thing. Um, yeah. So more bodies, uh, and again. Uh, with the with the with the loyalists, I would avoid armor. Like, like I, I said, javelins, and I and I say dreadnoughts. But I mean, they were going to be limited on what they already what they had down there. Um, and then you can look at what what would the traders have, and they would be definitely better equipped. You'd probably yeah. see, you know, plasma guns, plasma support squads, because they know they're going to be marine on marine action. Like the 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 Marines that went down, the Loyalists that went down, they were they were assuming they were pacifying a you know human world, you know, and they were not they were not really prepared for um Loyalist or uh, Marine or Marine on Marine action. So not that yeah. you have not that you well, have at that, to- at that point nobody was right, but they probably restricted the amount of armor and stuff that they were allowed to deploy with. Yeah. Um, specifically, so that more Marines would die during attrition with the local forces, and mm-hmm. then w- once they're actually and because I mean the second half of the virus bombing is like the atmosphere gets lit on fire. Yeah. <laughs> so that's probably going to damage your tanks and stuff a little bit. So yeah. some of them would have would have been deployed for sure. So oh yeah, if, for sure. If you did want to play this at like twenty five hundred points with your buddies, like. Um, yeah, to your point, I would keep I would keep armor and specifically like specialist armor um, or armor that was in short supply. Uh, yeah, out of it. Like I, I don't think I'd necessarily take vindicators. I'd probably take something that's like easily manufactured, like predators. Yeah. Uh, may, yeah, maybe do maybe do like an armored breakthrough list if you were gonna, if you were gonna do like his band three at like twenty five hundred points. I like armored breakthrough. Mm-hmm. Um, Clearly, this is becoming a theme. <laughs> but I mean, with armored breakthrough, like at this point, these guys would have had to adapt to become fast moving, um, because it's either you become fast moving or you die on Inspan Three. Yeah. Right? You you what lends itself better to guerrilla warfare than a fast tank that can shoot up, shoot quickly, and then pull back twelve inches while still shooting? 
Um, See, for me, I'd be, I, 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 I feel like boots on the ground is more leans more toward. You, you can still do that though. With, mm. uh, you can still do that, right? Like you can keep. I mean, with my Blood Angels list, for example, I only have two predators in there, so you can have two predators and then just pack everybody else into like spartans or land raiders or whatever you've got laying around and then you're mm. you're still on the ground um you just have to have the transport capacity for them yeah uh, but i would probably just restrict it to taking like bigger vehicles so i could fit more people into them so instead of dedicated well i guess yeah i get at that point though if they can take a dedicated transport they have to so i guess yeah this maybe wouldn't really work uh I guess you're right there, but you could still take predators just in their heavy support. Oh, I, I, I'm not saying I'm you not saying would, don't take get fast. Yeah, it's just my, uh, my my thought doesn't my thought doesn't track. Um, mm. like because for, then you need a lot of vehicles for armor breakthrough. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I feel, I feel like for 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 a loyalist, um, Isfan three sons of Horus, I would just. Like, cause when I was, when I was doing my loyalist, when I was originally doing my sense of horse for a loyalist force, I was focusing on just manpower and taking larger squads. And I mean, eventually I did change to a more, um, optimized style of play, but my original plan was just boots, take advantage of the long March, um, just i don't know i just like i guess the one image that keeps coming to my mind is horse rising the book cover of that and just yep. that sea of of seafoam green marines well actually they're yeah. a little gray on on the on that. no they're they're luna wolves on the cover of horse rising but, yeah, yeah yeah um but uh, just that sea of just manpower and no and no no visible tanks in sight yeah well that that's 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 why we're doing this in centurion mode right yeah um, because that's that's what Centurion mode brings you is it, is it gets you a nice black library cover, just mm. tons of marines. So I mean, I, I know it'll give it away for some of the guys that are going to show up, but um, at the the end of the event uh, is going to be like the assault on the Precentor's Palace, and we'll do that kind of it's like so we'll play probably three games individually, and then we'll play a fourth game, which is going to be bigger. Mm. Um, since Centurion go, games go quick, they're like an hour or so. Hour and yeah, half. we're we're talking about like, fifteen hundred points. Yeah, exactly. They they move quick. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, we'll we'll probably play three games because uh, this place is open until ten. So we'll oh. probably play three games and then um, play the fourth game kind of as like a, a final stand, like mega battle. Yeah. Uh, so it, it would play almost just like a like a 7,000 point centurion game. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that, that'll be nothing but a sea of Marines just pouring in. Um, and, uh, and I think that one will probably go pretty quick. The board won't be huge. Um, when you've deployed that, that many people. <laughs> no, uh, I hear you. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I don't think we'll all fit inside deployment zones, so we'll just have to let them deploy as much as they can, mm-hmm. uh, within this area. And then they can spill over it. And then just uh, us loyalists will just hang back on the, the back footing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and try try to make it happen. Uh, it'll be good. It'll be a lot of fun. I'm 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 pretty hyped for this, and I know a lot of the guys that we've talked to about this. The hype is the hype is real. 
the hype is real. They're they're really looking they're really looking forward to this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We 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 needed something with like a finite date, so we we tagged it in for September twelfth to really get everyone like really under the gun and feel like they got to start building and, and, and building yeah. the hype. And, and I think that video, and we'll link to it in the show notes, will we'll really, really get going. But yeah. Um, yeah. Any, any other points that you would kind of make around, around the, the sons of Horus and how to theme them? Well, I mean, we could go into the uh, trader sons of Horus and with them, I'd be looking for overwhelming fire. Like not so much overwhelming firepower, but yeah. like more vehicles, more, uh, you know, more fast hitting like uh, storm eagles. Fits really well there. Um, it does. Storm it Eagle really. Is a good point though. Storm eagle would be good. Cestus assault rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Anything that you could make that kind of kind of themes them coming down from the sky because that is largely where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, I think fits really really well if you're playing like a twenty five hundred point game. If you yeah. wanted to play bigger game for span three i think i think a cool way to do it would be start at 2500 points play the first game mm. run orbital assault or angel's wrath or something yeah have sons of horus coming down establish their beachhead and then move into century games for like the rest of the missions um yeah. or start playing the missions right out of the book after that right so um you you could even actually the first mission although you're normally supposed to play it with lower or people you could uh, nah, with with too much firepower, those those like remembrances. Get... Those remembrances are gonna get. We've played through that mission multiple times. Yeah, um, I like the... it. Uh, oh, it's a... <laughs> it, it's it's a it's a great mission. I really do enjoy it. But the more firepower you add to that, the the faster those remembrances are gonna bite the dust. They're not yeah. gonna get to that that uh that transport. They're just not. No, no, and it, it is designed to be played on like a four by four. Yeah, it is. Um, I Even mean, I believe in the notes on a six by four, but well, I believe in the notes. Uh, I believe in the notes. They they recommend a four by four in the in the designer the designer notes. They do, they do but I'll probably just have the Arvis lighters placed in a four by four square. Oh, okay. Um, or I'll have sense. them placed like right in the middle. Um, mm-hmm. and then have have everyone kind of going for that. Um, yeah, maybe I'll place it right in the middle and then do like both players deploying in triangles on the same side of the table. That makes sense. Like on the same long edge. No, I hear you. Yep. Yeah. And then, then you're going to have traders kind of coming at the side and trying to cut you off at the, uh, the Arvis lighter while you try to get there. And it, it pretty much will make the same. Yeah. You make the same thing. Um, mm. Cause having them go a full table length is going to be too long. They won't make it. Oh, they, they won't. They won't they make got, it. They got stubby little human legs. <laughs> <laughs> stupid flesh bags uh yeah right on okay guys um i think that's uh that's probably pretty good for our our kind of take on, on how to make some thematic sons of horus lists mm-hmm. again you're going sons of horus chthonian um you know so trader heavy i would kind of focus into one of those two areas kind of seeker squads recons um you know bikes things like that mm-hmm. uh something a little more stealthy and then popping up on you uh, or, you know, go for reavers, destroyers, salt squads, um, lots of nasty weaponry. Uh, and you can kind of put that, that into the, the shock and awe. You could always back those reavers and stuff up with Medusas or, or some sort of support carriage. Yeah. I think would work really well if you're going, if you're going trader. And then if you, if you are going loyalist, I would probably just go 
you know, with Terran themes, um, stick, you know, if you're playing bigger games, stick with kind of the Storm Eagles, Primaris Lightning Strike Fighters, uh, and then Boots on the Ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the right of war that gives you a lot of land raiders would probably be pretty good actually because mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. then you could put, put despoilers inside land raider phobuses you wouldn't have a mm-hmm. lot of them but i mean especially if you're playing a late heresy tri- uh, loyalist force um you're not gonna have a lot of those guys left anyway no <laughs> um, so yeah uh i think that that's kind of our take on it um if anyone if anyone would like us to kind of workshop or have some alternate ideas like definitely let us know or yeah. throw it up send a dm um just kind of to to wrap up uh you know like to shout out again phil harlow little legend mm-hmm. studio um as well as uh whoever made that is fan video <laughs> we'll have in the yeah. show notes um ryan's instagram again we'll have that in the show notes yeah and then, emperor's uh, lapdog the emperor's lapdog thank you i knew it was the emperor something i couldn't get yeah. the emperor's new war gear uh, shout out to the emperor's new war gear yeah uh, i couldn't get that that name out of my mind on instagram but uh, <laughs> Yeah, ch- check those guys out. Follow all those guys on Instagram. Put their mm. their show notes, um, and then uh, yeah, and then of course follow us uh, mm. at Death Trail Theory K on Instagram at DAB Podcast on Facebook. Um, follow us on Podbean uh, or Apple Podcasts or Google Play. Yeah, uh, I think I think a lot of Android users prefer the Podbean interface. Um, yes. And, uh, yeah, it, you know. I think I think that'll pretty much do it for this episode. This was a long one. We'll it was. we'll mega we'll mega for everybody. Um, <laughs> my brain's just about on the out, but yeah, I don't think we're getting anything in the wrap up. Uh, if you guys do want us to have a list, uh, oh, email <laughs> at, at deathofitrail@gmail.com. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. Okay, and again, uh, thank you uh, all for the support and the love on our, our Instagram page there. Uh, we will yeah. be contacting the winner of the the prize. Uh, yeah. Look for FBI. yeah. Uh, look for the next giveaway. It's it's a great one. It's uh, I think we're both really stoked for it. Um, it's yeah, it's exciting. We, yeah, we can go into that one a little bit closer to find out. You guys gotta get us five hundred followers first. So yeah, <laughs> and I promise I'll start posting more. Um, here i'm starting to get get some more work done so uh and now now that i got that last um squad of myrmidons i'll be all set mm-hmm. right on awesome okay that's it from us guys thanks a lot and uh don't forget to keep those geller fields up take care everyone fucking thing sucks we'll do it live